listening to the Frugal Spender podcast, where we have conversations about the one thing you've always been told not to talk about, personal finance. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Frugal Spender podcast. This is episode number 46. And this is one of those episodes that when writing and researching, it reminded me of how easy it is to get used to your current situation and forget your past situation. Because for 29 years of my life, I was useless with money. I didn't care about money, both earning it or managing it. And I had a negative view of people that had money. I assumed they were greedy and that they were missing something that I thought I had in the real world. And this, of course, for me was just a coping mechanism, a way to justify to myself that not having money or being good at managing my money was both normal and okay. And for many, this is a point of view that has carried throughout their life and may never even reach a pinch point, a time where they are forced into a corner to make a change. And this, of course, is what happened to me. I maxed out all of my credit cards, had nothing in the bank and didn't have the salary to back up my current spending. And this was the moment of change for me. And it stemmed from desperation. And I'm in a position now where financial literacy is second nature. I've ingrained it into my brain so deeply because I have put good habits into place. I budget religiously, not alone. I do that with my wife too. I avoid consumer debt like the plague and I invest every single month automatically. I don't even have to think about it. It takes very little brain power to do these things because they've become a habit, but the returns are exponential. The hard part though is getting going and to get going, you need motivation. And I think when it comes to money, there are two main types of motivation, drivers to move you in a particular direction. You can either run towards something or you can run away from something. One is driven by reward and the other is driven by fear. Some people are chasing a reward, a number, perhaps even a net worth or status. Many others, including me, are mainly driven by fear. The fear of not going back to the scariest situation of my life is enough to keep me consistently learning and being intentional about my money, even on a daily basis. And this is probably the biggest challenge for me as a content creator on the subject of personal finance. Some people just aren't ready to absorb the information because their why isn't big enough yet. And the sad news, of course, is that the cost of living crisis is pushing more and more people into hard financial times. And I truly believe that now more than ever, becoming financially literate is a must for everyone, whether you think you're doing okay or not. Whatever your motivation, lean into it. I think you can be motivated by both, or maybe there's even another thing that is motivating you. Either way, be conscious of what it is and keep that fire burning underneath you. The ability to manage your finances, make informed decisions and plan for the future is not just a matter of personal responsibility, but also a critical component of overall well-being. In today's episode, I wanted to address the importance of being financially literate and the profound impact that it can have on individuals and also a society as a whole. Financial literacy encompasses a broad spectrum of knowledge and skills related to personal finance. It involves understanding financial concepts such as budgeting, saving, investing, debt management and even retirement planning. At a basic level, it also includes the ability to decipher financial documents like bank accounts, tax forms, and also knowing basic investment terms, as well as making sense of economic news and trends. Even still, just me saying those words, I know the average person just switches off. 
I don't know about you, but I get images of boring middle-aged men in suits in a bank, which is exactly the reason so many people don't learn this stuff. It just seems so boring. You'll have heard it a million times before. Financial literacy should have been taught more effectively in school. But the truth is, even if it was, would we have listened, absorbed it, and then applied it in our lives? Because I know I probably wouldn't have. For me, financial literacy is an ongoing process, but I really do believe that with just a little bit of information for the average person, they can start making better financial decisions with minimal thought. Others, of course, that are in worse situations will need to put significantly more effort in. And I say all the time, being financially literate is actually pretty simple. Doing it is the hard part. But the good news is you get to pick your hard. Being in debt is hard. Not having enough money to enjoy life is hard. Feeling shame around money is hard. Learning sound financial literacy and applying it might be hard, but I know which one I'm going to do. One of the prime reasons why financial literacy is crucial is that it empowers individuals to make informed decisions about their money. It gives you the confidence to do it. It's all about the basics. And when people understand the basics of things like budgeting, they can prioritize their spending, they can set aside funds for saving or investing, and crucially, they can avoid debt. Being financially literate is likely to lead to greater financial stability and security. A reduction in stress and overall well-being is going to be improved. Money is definitely not everything, but you need money to do almost everything. I don't think the goal should be to chase money for your life, but the goal should be to chase freedom, security, and give yourself the best possible set of circumstances whereby you can lead a happy life. And whether you like it or not, money plays a big role in that. I do often speak to people who say that they just cannot improve their financial situation or they can't become financially literate for whatever reason. And granted, this is on the internet, so I would often take this with a pinch of salt. But there are certainly some trends that I have noticed over the last few years of creating content online. In my opinion, there are two huge factors that stop people from making decisions more effectively with their money. The first is a victim mentality or victim mindset. And this unhealthy mindset seems to be more prevalent now than it ever has been. And there is a very strong correlation with feeling like you're a victim and having poor results, regardless of what it is that you're feeling a victim around. Now, don't get me wrong. People find themselves in bad situations all the time, whether it is with illness or poverty or suppression. You name it, there are many of these to choose from. But if you speak to somebody who's actually succeeded in whatever it is the domain that you want to discuss, you can and will find reasons where they could have chosen to be a victim, but instead chose option B, the other path. They believed that they could succeed and used that negativity as fuel. And if you find yourself falling into the victim mentality, do your best to flip it around and take more ownership and control what you can control. Nothing ever good has come from a victim mindset. I think we're all susceptible to this thinking, but I think truthfully you can practice resilience and fight it. The second thing I think holds people back is the lack of ownership. Feeling like everything in your life and in particular financial life is up to somebody else, whether it's your partner, your family, or even the government. And I fell right bang in the middle of this category. I left it to my girlfriend to manage our joint account. I thought it was all down to my employer as to what I earned and I felt financially trapped by the government. And I really do believe that this is what suppresses the desire to take ownership because you'll always get to a what is the point answer to everything. 
And as soon as you realize that you are actually in control of your own money and your life, you can earn more, you can get out of debt, and you can learn to invest. It might seem so far away, but I promise you, you can. And it is like breaking free from shackles. And I promise you, you won't view the world the same again. One huge part of financial literacy that I talk about, and you will know this if you've ever followed my journey, is I talk about debt quite a lot. The ability to manage and reduce debt is a significant aspect of financial literacy. Whether we like it or not, we live in a world where debt is literally thrown down our throats, from overdraft to student loans to credit cards, and the most prevalent for people right now, buy now, pay later. We live in a world where we are told that we can get whatever we want now, even if it's out of our price range. Just spread the payments out and you can get that expensive car, those clothes, or even now, pizza. Yes, yes, you can spread payments on a pizza. Genuinely, take a minute to consider how insane that actually is. Without a clear understanding of things like interest rates, repayment terms, and the potential consequences of excessive borrowing, individuals can easily fall into debt traps. People who are financially literate, however, are better equipped to make responsible borrowing decisions and develop strategies for paying down debt effectively. That being said, I actually haven't spoken to anybody who is pro-debt that doesn't think that they know what they're doing and that they are, in quotes, the responsible one, until, of course, they're not anymore. Just as if you asked me a few years ago when I was at the height of my credit card debt, just before I ran out of money, are you in control of your debt? I would have said 100% yes. And I have been criticised for taking a blanket approach to consumer debt. But I think for the vast majority of people, this is actually the approach to take. Because without payments, guess what? You have more money. It's very simple. You have less risk and in a cost of living crisis, because you aren't spending your life worrying about putting food on the table, you can actually keep your income rather than sending it straight back out to finance companies for a decision that you made a while ago that you thought you could easily afford. I do think that some people can be financially okay and even responsible with debt. I just think that they'd be even better off without it. And speaking from experience, debt genuinely can destroy your life. And when the vast majority of the country can't even cover a £500 emergency with their own money, perhaps getting out of debt should be the new norm. Financial literacy also plays a vital role in long-term planning. Financially literate people are just more likely to set specific financial goals. They're going to save for holidays and cars and buy a home potentially and invest in things like pensions and ISAs and think about retirement or even think about passing on wealth to their children. Some outsource this to financial advisors, sure, but I don't believe for the vast majority of people they need one. If there's a lot of money involved or at stake in a decision and you need specific advice, of course, that's different. But for day-to-day -day financial literacy and money management, this can be learned by anybody. Thinking long-term with money comes from knowledge and planning. A YOLO mindset around money comes from both fear and ignorance. So beyond personal benefits, financial literacy has a positive impact on the overall economy. When a significant portion of the population is financially literate, there is a reduced likelihood of financial crises and economic instability. Informed consumers make better choices in the financial market, which can promote market efficiency and reduce the risk of speculative bubbles. 
We've had a fair few of those recently. Financial literacy even contributes to lower rates of poverty and financial dependency on the state. Individuals who actually understand how to manage their money are less likely to require government assistance with things like benefits, which ultimately reduces the burden on you, the taxpayer. Everything will just run better. Basically, to summarise this point, is if you want to improve the world, your country, your county, your city, and even your neighbourhood, start with getting your own shit together. Once you get your own house in order, you can focus outwards. The more people that focused on their own personal finances and becoming financially literate would not only make your lives better, but everybody else around you too. Hopefully, this gave you an insight into the fact that the importance of being financially literate can't be overstated. It is not merely a matter of personal finance. It is a fundamental life skill that empowers people to make informed decisions, avoid debt traps and plan for the future and contribute to economic stability. A financially literate society is a more prosperous, stable and self-reliant one. Whether we like it or not, the responsibility falls upon us as individuals, but also educators and policymakers to prioritise financial education and promote financial literacy at all levels of society. The benefits of doing this extend far beyond personal financial success. They lead to a healthier and more secure society as a whole. Guys, thank you so much for listening and supporting the podcast. I hope you're getting value from this content. And if you are, please let me know in the form of a review on whichever platform you choose to listen on. Keep on learning. Keep spreading positivity around financial literacy. And when you find useful information, share it with those that you think will benefit from it. Until next time. Peace. Peace.